he flexed his fingers and wrapped them around the hilt again to make certain he had a good grip. Then he froze as the faintest sound of leather on polished stone whispered through the darkness. It was close, very close. There was no longer any doubt in Damon's mind. There was an assassin in the room and his bodyguard was probably dead. How he had got into the palace was a problem Damon had no time to worry about right now. He judged the man to be almost at the bed, which meant he had only seconds before the assassin's blade fell. Do the unexpected, a voice in his head advised him. It was one of Eleazar's infamous rules of gaining and wielding power, but the voice sounded suspiciously like Almodovar, the captain of Krakenda's raiders, his weapons master, instructor, and mentor. Where is he now? Damon wondered. When I actually need him. Another barely audible scuff of leather against stone, and Damon realized he had no time left to wonder about it. He felt, rather than heard, the intruder raise his arm to make the killing stroke. With a sharp, sudden jerk, Damon threw back the covers, totting them over his assailant, blinding him. Then he rolled, not away from the assassin and his blade, but towards them, slicing the man with all his might, across where he thought his midriff might be, before kicking his legs up and ramming them into the space where he thought the assassin's head was located. It was impossible to tell if his aim was true between the darkness and the man fighting to get clear of the bed covers. The pounding of his pulse seemed loud enough to be heard in the hall. Damon's blade had sliced across hardened leather and made little impact on his assailant's chest but the boy was rewarded with a satisfying grunt as his heels connected with something solid, presumably the assassin's head. He sliced with his arm again, this time a little higher, hoping to wound the man. The intruder leaned back to avoid Damon's blade and momentarily lost his balance. His blood racing, filled with a strength born of desperation and fear, Damon threw himself at the assassin, knocking the man off his feet. He landed on top of the killer, slamming the man's head into the stone floor with one hand as he changed the grip on his knife with the other and raised it to plunge his dagger into the throat of his assailant. He drove the blade downward, his heart hammering. Then he stopped, a whisker away from killing his attacker. Almodovar? The man beneath him relaxed, smiling as Damon recognized him in the darkness. Not bad, the captain said. Lowering the blade, Damon sat back on his heels, breathing heavily, still astride his would-be assassin, and grinned broadly. See? I told you. I could look after myself. Aye, you did, lad, the captain of Krakender's guard agreed. Pity you're so damn cocky about it, though. As he spoke, Almodovar gathered his strength beneath him and threw Damon backwards, his blade slicing across the boy's throat as he lashed out. Damon landed heavily on his back and skidded on the polished floor, coming to rest against the wall. He scrambled to his feet, blade at the ready, stunned to discover blood dripping from his wounded neck. Ow! he complained, gingerly touching the long, thin cut across his throat. 
That was a stupid mistake, boy. But I beat you, Damon protested. I'm still breathing, Almodovar pointed out, as he climbed to his feet. That's not beaten, lad. It's not even close. But I'd won. That's not fair. What's not fair? A voice asked from the doorway. Damon turned to find his uncle Marcus striding into the room, holding a large candelabrum, his face shadowed by the flickering light of half a dozen candles. Marcus was still dressed, so he hadn't been called from his bed, nor had the room suddenly filled with guards, as it should have done following an attack on the heir to the throne. Which meant Marcus knew about this little training exercise, Damon realised had probably sanctioned it.